0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: All right, coming up, we will get to uh, the latest Will It Fridge debate. That's coming up here uh, in just a little bit. this is reminding this is not Morgan Wallen but this is reminding me of the video that we'll talk about at some point. oh yeah <clears throat> about the fight outside of Morgan Wallen concert <laughs> shocking no one whatsoever Thank you. I did hear and see what this was um so we start off though Milford. Where is this story out of Massachusetts? Massachusetts. There's a lot of stories coming out of there lately.
2: Yeah, and and this one, boy, is this one wild. I I first saw this headline and thought, oh, come on, that can't be a real thing. Not only is it a real thing, it got absolutely giant. There was an illegal gambling ring that was just busted in Milford, Massachusetts, which is in the Worcester area, I guess, so somewhere near Boston. But uh, what was going on is this guy... Came up with a scheme. We were just talking about all the ways that you can make money, you know, yeah. the legal ways you can make money. What this guy did is he, he thought to himself, well, I have a house and I have a backyard, so uh, why don't I just pave over the entire backyard, <laughs> turn it into a couple of volleyball courts, and then I'll invite people over to play volleyball and we'll bet on it. And that's where the that's gambling elaborate. yeah no kid no it gets even better. It gets even better because so they start this thing up and of course what eventually led to its downfall is neighbors started to complain because all night long these guys are out there playing volleyball and they said it's like a big carnival there's kids there and there's you know people drinking and carousing and having a good time and it's loud so then, I mean volleyball's not quiet either. So the neighbors started complaining and that's how this this place came to the attention of the local police. When they got there and busted them, the guy that ran the thing, the guy who owned the house, not only had he set up the two volleyball courts, they seized $10,000 in cash that was illegal gambling money. 10 grand. People were betting on volleyball, backyard volleyball. And he was also running an illegal bar back there, so he's <laughs> going and buying a bunch of beer and and liquor and all of that and selling it out of a, a makeshift concession stand in his backyard.
1: I have so many questions. <laughs> I don't know where to begin. Um, the first one I'll ask is: Does Massachusetts not have um, legal gambling? Um, is that not a thing there? Well,
2: that's a good question. I. Uh...
1: I guess I would assume it does, but I guess maybe not. Yeah, I th- I think
2: so. Um, I mean, almost everything else is legal in Massachusetts, so right. uh, It would it would surprise me if they didn't. But yeah, I, are you making the point that maybe these people couldn't go gamble on anything else? So
1: I guess I'm surprised that they this was illegal. Well, I guess I figure gambling is legal.
2: Even if it's legal, you, I mean, you still have to have permits. You still have to pay okay. taxes. You got to do right. all, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, he was allegedly running a full size concession stand selling alcohol illegally and without permits and had mm-hmm. no permits for the gambling or anything else there. I mean, you can have people come over to your house and play volleyball. That's fine. Right. Don't, don't disturb the peace while you're doing it. And that's probably a good idea as well but you can't go placing bets and accepting them. (laughs) I'm sure he was making money hand over fist, but still in all, they said that not only was he running the place, he was also gambling. Mm -hmm. So yeah,
1: you got to get out on the fun.
2: (laughs) You're going to do it. You're going to make some extra money out of it. I just thought, how bored do you have to be to gamble on volleyball?
1: And I ask, is volleyball that competitive in Massachusetts, that there—I mean, clearly, because there was enough demand for this. This makes me think people will just bet on anything. Oh yeah, if you put it in front of them. Absolutely,
2: know? yeah. Uh, look at some of the British gambling books. Sometimes look at all of the things that you can bet on, and then realize people do. But but you're right. I mean, the good thing about this, from from my standpoint, is at least it's not cockfighting or dogfighting right. or something awful. I mean, it's just right. volleyball. But still, you have to pay your taxes and you have to be permitted if you're going to run a casino. Uh,
1: but I give him credit. I mean, he he looked at his backyard and he said, how can I monetize this? Yeah. And he didn't have to put concrete down. He could have just had people playing in the grass, but he wanted to make it a nice environment <laughs> for the gambling that he was going to do illegally.
2: Yes. So, I mean, if you're going to go, go all out, right? Yeah. Uh, and he did. So... I mean, it's going to cost him. Um, I'm sure. I don't know if he's going to end up with jail time over all of this, but they said charges are pending for every, just about everybody that was there because they were all gambling on it. They were all in on it. But who would have thought that, like you said, I mean, this this guy is kind of a visionary because I never would have thought of doing, you know, of building the volleyball courts out and back in the first place. Mm-hmm. But he knew that there would be a market for people to come and play. And for gamblers to come and be a part of it as well. I want to know how much money he made off of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if there was $10,000 there on the night they got busted, mm-hmm. I'm guessing it was a lot.
1: Yeah. I, I wonder how much of that was from liquor and how much of that was betting on on the games.
2: The, I'm trying to figure out who's being quoted here. Uh, Milford Deputy Police Chief Robert Ticino said it's gone from something wholesome to a pure criminal element that's come in. People are profiting to the point in my estimation in excess of almost a million dollars a year. Wow. We're at the point where we just want to stop it. So whether it's this or you know betting on poker games, things like that, uh, any you're right, anything you can play, anything that's competitive at all, somebody is going to bet on it. Somebody's out there betting on duck pin bowling, I'm sure of it.
1: Yeah, so somebody will find a way to make money off of it, for sure. <laughs> I mean, just I just think about all the prop bets that we have associated with the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. And the, the wide variety of dumb things that you can gamble on. The legal for ones. That. Yeah, well, yeah like the what, legal ones. What
2: the coin toss is going to be. Will the opening kickoff be run back for a touchdown? All of that stuff. Right. Everything you can think of in the game, you can bet on.
1: So while we're talking about backyards, we have another privacy debate to get into courtesy of the new york city police department uh police are going to be using drones in response to complaints that they get about large gatherings including private events over the labor day weekend yeah uh if they get a complaint about a big party in a backyard instead of knocking on your door to come check it out which is what they would normally do they're gonna send their drone out to come take a look
2: and if it turns out that you're doing something wrong or if it's too raucous or, or too loud or whatever, they can go ahead and shut you down. Um, I'm glad that it, that they're not just flying through neighborhoods looking for parties.
1: Right. In response, that's probably a, hey, a lawyer told them, okay, <laughs> yeah. here's how you survive a lawsuit. Back
2: it off just a tad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait until somebody complains and then go out and do investigate. But I think that, um, there's got to be an answer to this and I I think I probably already know what it is but the argument is going to be is your backyard public is is your backyard something that uh that is that's considered as public as your front yard you know
1: what I mean um what I thought you were going to say was is your backyard as is as private as your house.
2: Yes. Is is there a gray area in there that your your backyard is equal to your house in your expectation of privacy, or is your backyard because I mean with a lot of people if you're driving through the neighborhood and you're on the uh, you know you're on the opposite street you can see uh-huh. all the way through into their backyard. So and
1: through their house we've talked before about the if you get naked in front of your window yep. but your window is the blinds are open and it's visible from the street you can get in trouble for that because you can see it from the street.
2: Right. So in that case uh, if if they if they wanted to make a constitutional question out of this would it be if they just were willy-nilly flying up and down streets looking for parties, looking for illegal activity that was going on in backyards because that's a question that's going to have to be answered that we're going to have to know if i'm in my backyard um can they look can they fly helicopters over top just out there looking for anybody you know growing pot in their backyard or something like that
1: wow that is a fascinating question about whether your backyard my brain's going in a bunch of directions because my first thought was well yeah it's still your private property so it's still private to you. They, they can't send, so just like your houses, they can't send a drone into your house. That's ridiculous. Yep. What makes it okay for them to do it outside of your house if that is your private property?
2: And in the same way that you could put up a privacy fence so that you know, people on the opposite block couldn't see in or you know the, the guy who lives behind you couldn't see into your backyard. You can put up a privacy fence if you want. You could also go the next step and put up an awning if you were really concerned about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, who's going to do that? Who's going to go and, and cover over their entire backyard just to stop something like this from happening? It shouldn't be on us.
1: Here's a really interesting question that just came in on the text line, and I think you were sort of joking, but I'm going to take it seriously for a second. Um, if you don't know that that drone is police, or even if you do, and that drone, like, I asked the question, how, if your backyard is your private property, how high up? yeah does your private property go and at what point would you have the right to I don't like the idea of shooting your gun at it. But at what point do you have the right to take it down?
2: Let's go out there with a butterfly net again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I'm actually uh, I'm going to buy a drone a little bit later tonight. I'm finally entering into that world. Oh, boy. So uh, I ju- I'm just getting it to annoy my dogs. I don't care what okay. my neighbors are doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, it, if if you fly, I know this has been uh, argued in court already because there was a guy who was doing that. Who was He had a neighbor that he thought was cute and she went out to the backyard to sunbathe, and he was flying his drone over her backyard. But I don't remember how that case came out. I don't remember how that was ruled.
1: Yeah, how high up is your – is? if you have any right to privacy in your backyard – If we're talking about vertical space, how high does it go?
2: Yeah, and the police obviously are going to have a little bit, uh, uh, well, I don't know if their burden would be any different, but it shouldn't be. Uh, It probably will be. And in this case, they're they're going to have the complaint to go on as probable cause. So uh, if you've got something to say about this, a lot of you already do. 913-586-7798. We'll kick it off with Richard in Independence. Hey, Richard.
3: Hey, so I got a question. And this is a point you guys haven't touched yet. Mm-hmm. But when did it become illegal to have a, par- a private party in your private backyard?
2: Oh, it's it's not, it's not necessarily illegal to have a party. It's illegal to disturb the peace.
3: It is illegal to disturb the peace, yes. But so I've lived beside people. I live beside a person where if I'm having a private party in my house, and we we're keeping it low, keeping it, everything like that, I have learned neighbors suck.
2: Yes, they do.
3: (laughs) And they see you having a good time. And they're not having a good time because their life sucks, so they want your life to equally suck. And so their first call is to 911 to have the police come out and check it out because you're having a party in your house and they don't like it. I've had it happen numerous times. Mm -hmm. And so neighbors suck. Yes. And so... A lot, of, a lot of, a lot of people's good times can be spoiled because their neighbors suck. Yeah, and and I've been to New York City. Can you I've say that word more, City. please? <laughs> Jeez. Neighbors suck, but I, I've been to New York City, and everything like that. I've seen how close their houses are together, uh, in the, in a residential neighborhood. Yeah. And um, you yeah, know, so I got a feeling there's going to be a lot of calls to calls to the police because well they're having a good time and they weren't invited yep
2: uh, all right richard thank you yeah i think that may be why the police are doing this uh, that it's in an effort to save them having to go out to every single house party if they can fly the drone over top and they put a you know a decibel meter on it Uh, So that they can tell how loud it is uh, and and they can do all of that and see, no, it's not overcrowded. No, it's not too loud. Okay. yes, we got your complaint, but no, they're not doing anything illegal. That saves them manpower.
1: And what's the difference between them doing that and just driving around a neighborhood listening for things that are too loud? Sure. How is that more invasive? This is an interesting one. We have to get to a break. Callers on hold. We'll get to your calls next here on KMBZ. How much of a right to privacy do you have outside in your backyard? And to what extent? We'll go to the phones
2: on that. And if you want to jump in again, what they're doing in New York City is they're talking about using drones over Labor Day weekend to to police parties. Um, They're doing it based on complaints. But if they get one at your house or, you know, about your house, They can fly a drone over top, see if you're overcrowding the space or if you're being too loud, and at that point, they'd have to respond with an officer. We'll go back to the phones and bring in Jacob in Platte City. Hey, Jacob, welcome in. Hey, John. So, as
4: most people know, I live in Leavenworth, um, and what makes Leavenworth unique is we have a lot of alleyways that cut between your main streets. Mm So um, we have what me and all my neighbors refer to as the white ranger that drives around. And you'll see a white Ford ranger drive through the alleys every now and then. And that's the code enforcement officer looking to make sure that you're following all the codes that the lovely city of Leavenworth has.
2: So he's peeking and into so, your backyard. Okay.
4: Yeah, pretty much. So it, unless you have like a super tall privacy fence, it it's not just looking from the street. They can, they just drive down the alleyways and see what's going on. And like mine and most other people's driveways are behind the house in the alleyway, which is where my garage and everything is. But with that said, I am very, very, very fortunate that I have good neighbors all around me. We, we get along very well. We all drink together, um, cook out together and, they just generally put up with my crap the most. <laughs> <laughs> Straight pipe diesel trucks, motorcycles, you name it, they're really good.
2: Yeah, that's that's oh. usually the first step. Jacob, thanks. Uh, yeah, if you make nice with the neighbors, you generally don't have to worry about them calling the cops on you it, that readily, anyway.
1: Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. I think it's Alex up next. It is. Hi, MKCK. Alex. Hi, guys. Always a great
5: forum. Always love your show. Thank you. Uh, can't, can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Uh, so I'm thinking about my neighbor who had a house 15 years ago. I bought my house. Neighbor's house burned down. There was a lot behind it that was not on the easement for the street in line. Anyway, they were running about the last three years. They're running a small business uh, doing marble cutting cabinetry. And now it's, it turned into this huge thing. And code enforcement, those are the guys that need to be stepping in here, Uh, and they did. And they came out, and they fined them, and they condemned the building. And they said, you can't do that. And they're still doing it still to this day because code enforcement just doesn't have – they even came out with a police officer one time and blocked the driveway because they wanted to get somebody that was on the scene. But my point, again, is this is about code enforcement. And code enforcement says that you cannot have a commercial business in a residential coded area in Kansas City, Kansas. So what they're doing is illegal. But the point is again, we're talking about drones. Remember the book nineteen eighty four? Oh yeah. Big Brother is watching. Right. I'm getting a little disturbed because in Sweden or no not in Sweden, Austria, I think you guys said that you can get a tattoo that'll give you free rides in Austria. Yep. So and to me that's just being tagged, right?
2: It sounds like yeah, it. We've I mean, all
5: got numbers. yeah, you,
2: well, the good news is you don't have to do it, <laughs> but but they're right. off, they're enticing right. you for with free stuff right
5: right. And but I say this from the bottom of my heart. my father in law was in Auschwitz during World War II for five years, mm-hmm. and he had that cat on his arm, and it was a badge of courage, not a badge of well, we know where you are now because we could see you from satellite and know what color your eyes are.
2: Yeah. Well, And that's something that's going to come up too, Alex. Thanks. Uh, Yeah, it it does seem in that that whole idea of being watched when you don't know you're being watched. That does make a lot of people really nervous.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're up against a break here. We'll get to more of your calls on this one next year on KMBZ. phone number here 913-586-7798 if you missed the beginning of the story it started with new york city police labor day weekend people are having picnics and parties out back and so what they're going to do is in response to complaints they say it's only going to be in response to complaints but if they get a noise complaint or a disturbing the peace complaint instead of just coming to knock on your door they're going to send their drone out to check it out we're just debating some of the privacy concerns.
2: Yeah, and, and somebody put, put it brilliantly on the text line just now. Who owns the sky above your backyard? If if that's yours, then can't you keep anybody's prying eyes away from your property? But then again, if you own it all the way up, <clears throat> then how about Google Earth satellites? They're taking pictures back there, too. Let's go to Eric and Carney and see what he thinks. Hey, Eric. Hello. Can you hear me? You can hear you fine. Mm-hmm. What's on your mind?
6: Oh, I was just going to comment that the FAA is the the, the uh, agency that's responsible for that airspace, and but they don't address privacy. So you could fly a drone just about anywhere that the FAA approves and be fine, but you could still run afoul of privacy laws. And that's going to be something that the courts are going to have to iron out. There's a little bit of precedence of a reasonable range to understand that it's uh, your airspace or your property. But above that, You know, I fly drones all the time for commercial reasons, and we use them for surveying and aerial mapping and power line inspections and a lot of valid reasons for drones to be up there. Sure. Um, And the main thing to understand is that uh, the FAA considers a drone an aircraft. And if you shoot down an aircraft, shooting down a drone is no different than taking shots at a Cessna
2: from a legal standpoint. (laughs) Good. good. Also good to know. Thank you. So – that's pretty much it in a nutshell. So is so, is, is there a uh, – you, your phone glitched a little bit. Is is there a number of feet above your backyard that you could be expected not to have anything flying around back there?
6: Uh, I mean, I would say about 88 feet would be – okay. And the work that we do typically, we're up around 250 to 400 feet anyway. So um, if, I, if I think anyone would have a concern, I'd go knock on their door, or if I happen to be adjacent to a community swimming pool, I'm going to go give them a business card, tell them what I'm doing and explain so that they don't have concerns about why the drone is up there.
2: Very good. All so. right. Appreciate the information, Eric. Thank you. You're welcome. A lot Thanks, for getting um Yeah, we had, not all that long ago, it wasn't code enforcement. It was the uh, it was the, the city of Shawnee. They, they, were, they, they sent somebody out because we had done some improvements to the backyard. And, yes, we pulled permits so they knew what we were doing, but they wanted to get a look at it for the tax assessment. So they wanted to know what was going on. And they just, you know, they, but they knocked on the door. They did the same thing. They knocked on the mm-hmm. door and said, Hey, just to let you know, he, this is who we are. This is why we're going to be in your backyard and, uh, and and don't shoot at us.
1: Uh, we have phone calls coming in here. 913-586-7798. It would be a real concern. I think most of us assume that our backyard is still like our house, that you can still be protected from, um, as the privacy issue would have in your house. It would surprise me to find out that's not true, that they can just come and, and but you're outside. Or that anybody can. Yeah, and yeah, not just
2: the city, but anybody for that matter that can come and just kind of take a look if they wanted to. Let's go to Bill and Sugar Creek up next and see what he thinks. Hey, Bill. Oh, how's it going? Going well. Good. What do you think? Uh, I was just telling your screener there that uh, our former
6: president bought uh, the airspace above a a place he wanted to buy to keep them from building up.
2: So somebody must own the space. I, who did he buy it from? I, I don't know it, the story you're talking about. Uh, it was in his book, uh, uh, The Art of
6: the Deal. But oh, okay, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not sure who he bought it from either, but he said he bought the airspace so because you know, he wanted to keep them from expanding. That way they could take over the building cheaper, he, he said, anyway. Okay. So somebody must own it. I, I, I don't know who he got it from either. I forgot that. I'm sure it said, but I don't
3: remember
2: either anymore. All right. Good deal. Well, Bill, thank you. Um, yeah, more information to throw on the pile. That was actually, yeah. that was the, the plot of a movie, not that long ago, uh, a movie with share of all people that I actually went and sat in the theater and watched. Um, okay. but yeah, they, they, they ran a club and they were going to build something across the street from them and they, they ended up buying the air rights from them. But uh, yeah, I have no idea how any of that stuff works.
1: All right. Thanks to everybody for getting in. Uh, Interesting debate. Well, I hope they come out and say what the results of this were if they ended up, you know, being, because it will set a precedent for this for other police departments then, given how big New York is.
2: Definitely, and if it's effective, if they're they're able to assuage their manpower concerns and everything else, then other smaller departments are going to go ahead and use it too, because why wouldn't they?
1: Yeah. All right, moving on here. Um, Next story came to us out of the Daily Mirror. I tend to fall on the side of, I don't, I don't, I feel like it doesn't hurt anything (laughs) to refrigerate almost everything. So I'm going to do it anyway. But Heinz got in the middle of this debate out of the UK. And, but, you
2: know, this is another story where we talk about percentages. And I was stunned to see this many people don't do it. Um, Ketchup is obviously the thing. That's why Heinz got involved in this. But apparently in Great Britain, it is not. Um it's not all that common to put the ketchup in the fridge after you open the bottle. That they said something some of were in the neighborhood of 40% of Britons don't do that. I think it was 41% that when they open the ketchup bottle, you know, you can put ketchup on a hot dog or whatever. Yes, you put ketchup on hot dogs. I don't want to hear it. Um <laughs> then mm-hmm. after you do that, instead of putting the ketchup bottle in the fridge, they just stick it in the cupboard.
1: I don't know enough about the science behind stuff like this to know what you have to put in the fridge. It, it still baffles me that you can leave butter out. <laughs> I, I, I can't get over that. I'm not past that. Uh-huh. I, I, I still put it in the fridge. I don't care. What is it about ketchup where it has to go in the fridge?
2: Well, yeah, because if you think about it, how many restaurants leave ketchup on the table or at least right. used to, yeah. um, you go into any QT and you go over to the little roller grill, and there's mm-hmm. ketchup and mustard and everything else, and they're all just sitting there on the shelf. They're not refrigerated. They just leave the stuff out. Now I'm assuming that um, you know they, they that they run through those bottles quickly enough that it doesn't really matter. But uh, Heinz, as you said, they did way into the middle of this. Before we tell you what Heinz said, though, I wonder how many people don't. I wonder if you want to hit us up on the text line or uh, you know, do, do some talking about it, if whether or not you put ketchup in the fridge. Because uh, the, the theory behind it is it's acidic enough because of the tomatoes. And then you add into that the vinegar, which is mm-hmm. going to keep a lot of bacteria from growing. So your main concern with the reason why you refrigerate food in the first place is to mitigate bacterial growth. Well, if it already kind of does that automatically then do you really have much to worry about? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, as we said, with that many restaurants and with 40% of the people in Great Britain not putting it in the fridge, then apparently they're not all dying of food poisoning. Um, does it really make sense to take up the space in your refrigerator to do it?
1: So sometimes the reasons recommendations like this come out is it just – it, for the same reason that we put Best Buy dates on things. It's not that it's going to go bad. It's that it just is going to taste better. Yes. It, and, and, of course, the maker of the product is going to instruct you on the best conditions for it to taste better so that you don't complain to them if it doesn't taste good. That way, they give you a suggestion. Yeah,
2: and, and like you said, I mean, it's not going to hurt it, right? Uh, the only thing that, that they, uh, they usually recommend not putting in the fridge because it will, in fact, hurt the taste of it, is honey. Um, You're you're advised not to because honey doesn't grow bacteria anyway.
1: It lasts forever. It does. ever and ever.
2: Um, Yeah, in fact, they found honey in some of the pyramids in Egypt when they opened them (laughs) up, and it was still viable. I don't think anybody ate it. (laughs) But, but yeah, it was still good. Um, It really will stay good forever. But if you put honey in the fridge, it crystallizes. So they tell you don't do that. Um, but with ketchup, it's not going to hurt it to put it in the fridge. And somebody brought up ketchup packets. The thing with ketchup packets is they're sealed, right? That's like the ketchup bottle before you open it. You can right. leave ketchup in the, in the cupboard as long as you want to, as long as you don't open the bottle. But once you've opened it, then, uh, yeah, what Heinz did is they came out and stepped right in the middle of this debate because apparently it got pretty frothy over there. And, uh, and Heinz stepped in and said, yes. Ketchup does, in fact, go in the refrigerator.
1: But the statement that they said was, um, let me get back up to it. They said, FYI, ketchup goes in the fridge. Um, and then they followed it up with a longer statement explaining why. <clears throat> they said there was only ever one correct way, and it's it, ketchup, it has to be in the fridge. They said, although we're aware that many of you have been putting your ketchup in the cupboard, we recommend refrigeration after opening this is what I come back to where it's going to taste the best. They said it is the best way to maintain the delicious, tangy taste of our ketchup that you know and love. <laughs> they, <laughs> so they, put it in the fridge.
2: They had to brag a little bit about their ketchup while they were making mm-hmm. this. The
1: delicious, tangy taste of our
2: ketchup. Yeah, um, I, I don't notice that it loses anything. Like when I get stuff off the roller grill and, and use the ketchup that's been sitting there on the shelf, it doesn't. But it, it, may not be, it may not be out there long enough uh, for it to make that kind of a difference. I don't know how long it, it would have to be in the cupboard before it wouldn't taste as good anymore.
1: So tell us if you agree with this or not. 913-586-7798. And give, and give me your explanation for why.
2: Yeah, because uh, the, the one that comes up a lot is peanut butter and jelly. Peanut right. butter and jelly are, you know, do, do you have to, peanut butter, I don't know anybody who keeps peanut butter in the fridge because it becomes impossible to, <laughs> to spread if you do that. But jelly is one that there are people, I always leave mine in the fridge. And it it really is because of the taste. It just, to me, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, if the jelly's not cold, it's not as good.
1: And it gets, I mean, the heat affects it. In your It gets liquidy. It yeah. gets, it needs to be jelly, It needs to not be in more of a liquid form, or it's going to absorb right into your bread. Right, right. you don't want that.
2: And you don't want that watery stuff sitting on top of it. It looks gross, and it just, yeah, it's not as good that way. Let's go to Jim in Topeka and see what he's thinking about all this. Hello, Jim.
6: Well, if refrigerate or not refrigerate is one thing. I tend to not want to have insects and mice or something of that order providing them with food. So I put that in another deal and container away so that they can't get it or don't know where it's at to come visit it. So it's more of a, um, quote unquote, sanitation problem than it is anything else.
2: What what do you use? You use like plastic containers? Uh, You put it in the refrigerator. Oh, put it in the refrigerator. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha.
6: Put it in the refrigerator. The mice don't, can't get into the refrigerator and the ants don't and it's too cold and They leave it alone. So it's more a a nuisance control than it is anything else.
2: (laughs) It works for me. Thank you, Jim. Um, It's so funny to, to watch the dichotomy of opinion. That that is happening <laughs> here because yes because i, I the, we got one text in that says i don't care what they say i will not put my ketchup in the refrigerator and in one of our uh, show related online chats one of our listeners wrote warm ketchup is disgusting <laughs> so it, it really does come down to what you know what it is that you're used to
1: i guess and usually isn't this stuff all about what mom did um yes except my mom leaves butter out and i put mine in the fridge
2: <laughs> i leave so, it out too by the way
1: and i yeah there is just some part of it where i will acknowledge that for those of you that are arguing about the ketchup being that you leave the ketchup out a part of me gets it there's just some part of your brain that just thinks because i'm with you on the sugar thing i've done that before i put sugar in my fridge for the exact same reason yeah. just so that nothing gets into it there's some part of me that just thinks it's not going to hurt anything. It's what I'm used to. There are some things that taste better cold, even if they don't need to be cold. Yeah. That's part of the reason.
2: Well, And one of the things that, that I learned very early on after we moved to Florida was that those plastic containers, like the Tupperware containers, are an absolute must when it comes to pasta. You have macaroni oh, really? noodles. Oh, yeah. If you have macaroni noodles out and you just leave them in that box, they're going to have bugs by the end of the day.
1: I am surprised that attracts bugs.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, there are these bugs that are that they have down there. There's these little tiny things. I don't even know what they're called, but they're attracted to the flower. Um, we, we, had a wow. real, we had a real problem one time because they got in to, my mom thought it would be a good idea since we were moving to the south to have a big glass container full of hominy. She okay. never made grits in her life, by the way. And, uh, and the, the little glass container had a cork lid, like a, mm-hmm. the, the top, and and they the bugs went, oh, really? That's like having no top at all. And they got in there and boy was that disgusting.
1: Well, let's see. We should probably get to a break here. Tom, hang on here with us. Because <laughs> I feel like this is gonna go a little bit, so we should just get to a break, but we'll get to your call next in KMBZ. Phone number 913 7798 Catch up. Fridge or no fridge? And why? Back to what we, we go about it.
2: <laughs> if you want in, 913-586-7798 to Tom in Olathe. Hello, Tom.
5: Hey, guys, I can't believe this is such a topic. But anyway, <laughs> back, back before ketchup came in plastic bottles, it came in glass bottles mostly. Yep. And it is it is hard to get out when it's cold. It flows much better when it's room temperature. So that, that's kind of where it started. So I I've been keeping mine in the pantry for a long time. The other thing is I don't want to put cold ketchup on my hot fries. It's just a thing.
2: Yeah, I know? I can see it that way. I'm I'm the exact opposite though. When I have fries, I like that difference. I like the fries being real hot and the ketchup being real cold. I don't call me oh, a weirdo me, if you want, too. but but I'm into hey, it.
5: It's an easy fix. But here, one more quick thing. And I don't think they do this anymore. But on a hot day at a ballpark, when you get a hot dog, they got the onions and relish and all that sitting out. And I don't know how to make those onions. I, I I've tried to recreate it at home. But I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. They're little, oh yeah, little tiny minced onions, mm-hmm. and I, I can't
2: do it.
1: They are <laughs> dehydrated. Yeah, they come oh, in a box, and they just add water to them. Yep,
2: yeah, McDonald's does there the same go. thing. Yep, you Maybe got it. Maybe I
1: can buy them somewhere.
2: <laughs> I think. Love it. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, can you buy those onions? Because uh, I was always the weirdo that when I got so McDonald's has the reconstituted onions for the regular mm. burgers. And then they have the chopped onions that are never dehydrated for the quarter pounders. But I like the little ones. I'm with mm-hmm. him. So I would have them, whenever I ordered a quarter pounder, I'd have them put the the reconstituted onions on it.
1: What's the big restaurant supply store?
2: There's, oh, it's the chain. one in the,
1: the uh yeah, the one in the West Bottoms, the the um is that, that doesn't even help me because I didn't know there was one in the West Bottoms, but there's I, a really big Oh yeah, the restaurant blank. supply place. Um uh, yeah. Hold on, I'll get there, um, but not quickly. Um, not <laughs> restaurant, Restaurant Depot, maybe.
2: Yes, yeah, that's it.
1: Boy, I think I'm thinking of something else too. But that is one of them. It, it, a place like that, I would think, might have something like that.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, if anybody's going to have it, that's that's where it's going to be.
1: I'm with you on the cold ketchup, and you got me thinking then about salsa. about whether you like your salsa i mean that's got to go in the refrigerator that won't even stay that long especially if it's fresh in the refrigerator but that's one of those things that even if it's a hot quesadilla temperature wise i still want my salsa cold
2: which is funny because i don't even though i'm with you on the ketchup um if i'm doing chips and salsa maybe it's it comes from uh you know being at the restaurant because at the restaurant it's always room temperature and and that's what I like. I'll I'll take it out of the fridge, put it in a little dish, put the dish in the microwave for about ten seconds, and warm it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Opposite. If it's been sitting outside, I don't even like it room temperature. Even that. Wow. unnerves me a little bit. Um, Cisco is the other one. Cisco. If I don't. Do they have stores? I think Cisco is actually for restaurant supplies. I don't. I think you have to have. Like a commercial account, okay, to yeah, to be able to go to Cisco, but Where Restaurant we... Depot, anybody can go.
2: Yep, uh, yeah, you can just walk in, uh, which is great, by the way. Uh, yeah, it's been far too long since I've been to that place. Thanks for thanks for mentioning it. You reminded me I need to go back there every so often.
1: What is in a what is in a Restaurant Depot that the general public like us would get? um
2: yeah, boy everything um you know the the big huge rolls and and I don't just mean big huge in terms of of width but the actual like width of the aluminum foil if you want that stuff that's they're going to have that there all kinds of commercial grade pots and pans and knives and a bunch Ooh. of food, too. Um, that's where you go to get those the, those giant things of Goya olives. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, the chopped olives. Um, the last time we went there, one of the other things we got is they had um, in the frozen section. Under site now. Yeah, in the frozen section, they had Spanakopita, which was just off the chain.
1: I can't look at their in-store products because I'm not going to buy a membership. You have to apply <laughs> for a membership first, and I'm yeah. not doing that. But they've got a bunch of stuff listed. A deli. Dairy, dry groceries, fresh produce—you're just buying stuff really, really, really in bulk. Yes, like beyond Costco bulk, bigger, bigger than that bulk.
2: Right, uh, but I mean, if you've got the freezer space, it's worth
1: it. Which I absolutely don't even come close to. it. By the way, there are other things that I just put in the freezer too. If if I know it's going to defrost well, yeah, I must just not like things being out. Do you freeze butter? I rarely buy butter.
2: OK, so, right. no. So, so no, it just goes right in the fridge and then you'll just use it up as time goes on.
1: I think you can, though. You can.
2: Yeah, it, it's one of those things you almost never do, because unless you have a Costco membership or a Sam's Club membership or whatever, who buys that much butter at once? But you can freeze it if, if need be.
1: I'll skip the what can you put in the freezer debate because we don't have enough time. But yes, I, <laughs> there's very little that I wouldn't try to put in there at some point. All right, uh, we'll take a break here. Coming up in the next hour, uh, it has been a particularly hot time in an area of California where you have a kid in gym class. Didn't get through it very well. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ.